This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. An update now to a story we first told you about a little bit earlier in the show having to do with the Canadian Armed Forces saying that they've made minimal progress on eliminating sexual misconduct. That's not the kind of news that you want to hear. A StatsCan survey of about 36,000 service members found a minuscule drop in the percentage of military personnel who reported having been the victims of sexual assaults over the previous 12 months. So after all of these stories and everything has come to light on this. To talk more about this, we are joined now by Mike LeCouture, who's a global national parliamentary correspondent and has been looking into this. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate that walk-up music in the intro. That uh, really gets you pumped gets you up Gets you going, already. doesn't it, right? Oh, yeah, it really does. And it now does. you are going to tell us all about this story, too, because those numbers really are shocking when you consider this has been in the news for the last couple of years. It has. I mean, when you consider that in 2015, retired Supreme Court Justice Marie Deschamps found that there was this underlying sexual culture in the military that often left victims to fend for themselves. Uh, and then today, in 2019, uh, military brass, the vice uh, chief of defense staff, the second um, top-ranking military person in the Canadian forces, says with this blunt admission that, look, um, we've had limited progress. Uh, consider this. In 2018, 900 members of the regular Canadian Armed Forces, or as roughly 1.6% of them, um, reported being victims of sexual assault over the previous year. I mean, that is not an incredible change here, uh, but they are trying to say that, look, it takes time when you have an organization this big, changing the culture really you know, doesn't happen with the flick of a switch. But then there are critics. I mean, there's retired uh, Colonel Michel Drapeau, who's now a lawyer, who says, yes, there it can happen yeah. with the flick of a switch. You just have severe penalties. Uh, we spoke to one um, victim's adv- advocates group and said, look, if you hold men accountable... And, and this is the quote, um, and you'll hear it tonight in my story. When men know that they will not get away with rape, they will stop raping. Point final. And that, I think, is the message that a lot of people are looking at here with this report and saying, how can this persist? Yeah, I know. That's an, like their explanation of it's, you can't just make it happen overnight. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is a top-down organization. These are people who make a living following orders. And now you're saying you can't make them do something? Exactly. And, and I think one of the more disappointing stats is when you consider the female reservists, so not the, uh, the front lines, but the reservists, uh, they reported a spike in incidents involving a superior or someone of a higher rank. In the two years that they looked at, um, mm. it jumped from 38% to 51%. So, you know, this culture that they're trying to change, Operation Honor, clearly it's not working. Whatever they're doing right now, there are still people within the forces that believe that they can do this and get away with it. What are they planning to do then in response? Did they talk about that? Uh, they haven't really. They keep saying we're going to keep going and, and keep uh, making sure that people understand that this is not tolerated. Uh, you know, you have uh, people like Minister Sajjan uh, who are saying it's upsetting um, and that this hasn't been dealt with almost immediately. But this is, an, you know, an issue that we know is systemic. And he says that this is an operation. It was called Operation Honor by uh, the Chief of Defense fa- Staff, um, General Jonathan Vance, and Canadian military do not not fail operations. Now, the 
question is, when is this operation going to be over? Because yeah. any operation has an end date, and I don't know that they understand or that they feel that there's a, a finish line that they need to hit here because it is frankly taking, you know, the fact that it's taking this long is too long. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what is taking so long. Do they, is there not enough pressure, do you think, Mike, applied to this? Like, what does the government have to say here? Well, clearly, uh, you know, what Sajjan was saying to us today was that this is something that preoccupies them. They want this to get done. Uh, but where it is not moving, that's where nobody really understands it. Uh, and, you know, that is where the, the answer will lie. Um, mm-hmm. How do you get if, you know, General Vance is saying this has to change? Is it along the chain of command on the way down that it's not changing? Um, is it on the ground? Is it you know the officers facing their their actual um, their actual soldiers and military people that that's not changing? It's not clear where the disconnect is because certainly at the top they're saying all the right things to reporters and in front of cameras, but it's not happening on the yeah. ground if you believe this uh, this survey. Okay, all right, Mike. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. That is Mike Lecouture, who's our global national parliamentary correspondent.